Welcome to the Sages Among Us. What makes a community great? Most importantly, it's the people who live and work there and are engaged in community life. The Sages Among Us focuses on those people, what they do and why they do it, and celebrates the leadership, time, and energy they bring to making a positive difference for all of us. I'm Lori Burkhart Frank, and I'm pleased to introduce you to my guest tonight, Diana Gampson, co-founder and executive director of the Nevada County Cannabis Alliance. Diana is responsible for engaging with local government on policy issues, building constructive partnerships, and advancing educational offerings for the community to support the mission of the Alliance. She lived in New York before arriving in Nevada City nine years ago, and she worked on Wall Street in New York. Diana, welcome to the Sages Among Us. Thank you, Lori, for having me. Well, it's wonderful to have you. And so you started up in the off, well, you worked in New York. Where did you grow up? Where did you start off? Well, I grew up um, seven miles west of Boston in a really sweet, idyllic city called Newton, Massachusetts. So, yeah, it's far, about far east as you can get in the United States. Um, What were some of your best early experiences growing up in, in terms of school or vacations or pets? What were some of the things you you remember from growing up? Well, I was a typical kid growing up in the 80s, so playing neighborhood pickup kickball games outside, making forts after school, getting dirty outside, playing soccer. Um, Those are some of my early memories. And when you grew up, did you know what you wanted to be? Did you have a direction that you picked out for yourself? You know, I certainly loved animals and still do to this day, um, but I I probably wanted to do something with animals. And um, you went to college on the East Coast. Where did you go to college? I went to college in upstate New York at Cornell um, in Ithaca, New York, and I studied business and communications. And Ithaca is very similar. It has a very similar rural feel to Nevada County in terms of size, local farmers markets, great live outdoor, great live music. Um, so it was, it was natural for me to, to really uh, gravitate towards Nevada County when I first arrived here. A little difference with the weather, though. Did you, did you get some really heavy-duty snow when you were growing up? Oh yeah, and it was fantastic. I loved this. I loved this. I loved and still do love the snow. Yes. Uh, so, uh, what were who are some of your role models as you grew up? Well, um, I would say from my mother, I really. Um, got a sense of, of, of social justice and equality. I grew up, my mom playing for us, uh, recordings of Martin, Martin Luther King's speeches. And then certainly from my father and my grandfather and my uncle really instilled in me the impact of hard work and studies. Um, and and my, my, my grandfather really encouraged me to read the, read the newspaper um, and, and the importance of being aware of the impacts of world events and what's going on locally and, and being engaged in the local community. So what were some of the jobs uh, in your early life that you had and early in your career? 
Well, early in my career and, and prior to moving to Nevada County, I was living in New York City and I was working on Wall Street for a hedge fund and venture capital firm uh, directly across the street from the New York Stock Exchange. It was um, a, a wild time, um, but what I really learned was that life was too short to be overworked, underpaid, and stressed out. And certainly my my free spirit was not content in suit and heels. Um, so that quickly led me to um, inspire a, a change of scenery, which ultimately, ultimately led me to Nevada County. And so that sounds like a pretty intense lifestyle that you, you led in, in New York City. Uh, what, what are some of the lessons that you learned from um, your early jobs? Not to settle, especially early in your career, that um, you really can have, have a career that is inspiring and fulfilling um, and that gives back. And so um, I'm glad that I was able to pivot uh, still early in my career to, to change from that very stressful uh, Wall Street life. Yeah, that is a really dramatic change from Wall Street life to Nevada City. So what actually drew you to Nevada City? Well, I was drawn here by friends um, who were living here, which and they, were, they are inspiring farmers and creators, people who work on the land, grow their own food, appreciate simple living, live music, um, the community here, the creativity that exists here. Um, and, and, and those are all things that, that really drew me here in the first place. And certainly I should, should say that KVMR was the soundtrack that um, in, inspired, in, inspired me to stay here. Well, that is, is wonderful to hear, Diana. That, that, is, that is great. And, and I liked how you tied in um, that your time in Ithaca, New York, was more similar in terms of a smaller environment after coming from a large city in Boston and then going back into a large city in New York City and then making that choice to come to someplace that's uh, more community-centered. Yeah, absolutely. And and I've also spent a little time in the Berkshires as well, and it has a in, in Western Massachusetts. And again, it has that really beautiful rural community feel where people look out for each other and support one another. And um, I think that's what we all love about living here in Nevada County. So because that seems like such a strong, grounded place in you, what did draw you to New York City? Well, um, I think growing up on the East Coast and, and going to Cornell and um, really being um, inspired by um, that that life that New York City offers in terms of culture and opportunities, I really I, I still love that. I love going back to New York City and seeing friends and family live there, living there. But um, and I love the the all of the offerings that big cities big cities have. Um, and I, you know, while I had a very stressed out job, I. You know, I, there were parts that I enjoyed about it, but um, ultimately, rural life suits me best, and I like going back now and visiting the cities, not living there. Well, you're listening to The Sages Among Us on KVMR. I'm Lori Burkhart-Frank, and I'm talking today to Diana Gamson, co-founder and executive director of the Nevada County Cannabis Alliance. So you are the co-founder of Nevada County Cannabis Alliance, and, and tell us about the work that you do there. 
Well, um, I am responsible for engaging on local policy issues that affect the cannabis industry, as well as building um, partnerships for the industry and helping to advance our educational offerings for the community that help people um, get local permits and state licenses. And really, my job is to support the overall mission of the Alliance. So you co-founded it. Did you find a need in, in when you when you came to Nevada City? Did the need come? Did the need present itself in terms of part of the reason you came here, or were you here and you realized that there was a need for an organization like Nevada County Cannabis Alliance? Well, I had been here several years prior um, to the start of the Cannabis Alliance, and there was several advocates around the time of Measure W um, that got together to really professionalize the industry through the establishment of a trade association. Um, so the need sort of presented itself directly as a result of Measure W, which was the 2016 um, um, voter initiative on uh, banning all commercial cannabis cultivation in the county and outdoor growing. And that, of course, didn't pass, and so there was an opportunity to uh, lay out how to envision the future with cannabis. Is that correct? Exactly, yes. So it, what is a day in, in your life or a week or a month of, in the life of an executive director of Nevada County Cannabis Alliance look like? Well, it is certainly lots of emails, um, lots of reading of policies, um, working alongside my colleague, Maggie, who oversees all of our membership and educational programs, um, and forwarding our goals of the Alliance. And what kind of skills do you think serve you best in this role, uh, maybe even some of the skills you had in Wall Street? Well, I think certainly diplomacy, listening, um, openness to new ideas, um, uh, coordinating within the cannabis industry requires organization, and certainly working on policy takes a lot of patience. <laughs> patience, yes, on policy. And how would you say that the environment has changed around cannabis cultivation since a Measure W? Well, I, I'm very proud to see that cannabis has, is being destigmatized locally. The industry is now accepted as a part of our business community. Um, in, our, in the first two years since uh, the cannabis ordinance passed, the industry is already valued at over $7 million, and, and that is, is, is growing um, fast. And the other way that, that the industry has shifted is that cannabis is really seen as a wellness product. Um, this was exemplified recently uh, in the movie premiere that was hosted by Center for the Arts this past weekend, which was the Hill Witches of Nevada County. And that featured um, the community's beloved Steve Giardino, the owner of Golden Era, um, who recently um, passed after four years with pancreatic cancer um, and who used medical cannabis during his treatment. Um, and he, he uh, was presented alongside of medical cannabis educator Wade Laughter. And this really highlighted the medical importance of cannabis. And so I think th those are some areas where um, the environment is, is and the conversation is shifting locally. 
Laurie and Diana, excuse me, this is Keith in the studio, and we had a caller uh, with a question that I wanted to relay to you, and he's asking if you could uh, tell us, Diana, the number of 100% legal code-compliant farms uh, in Nevada County. Thanks, Keith. Sure. Um, thank you for that question. Well, I, I believe that it is close to 200 uh, farms that are either in the permit process or have received their local permit. And I know that number is growing uh, daily. And I know so much, Diana, of this uh, destigmatization and the number of people in compliance is because of the work of the Nevada County Can Cannabis Alliance and that you have partnerships in the community beyond the farmers that are growing the cannabis. So can you tell us about some of your partnerships? Absolutely. Well, one of, I think, the more exciting um, partnerships that we, we currently have um, is with Circle. And we have been working with Circle on a program called Growing Green for the Yuba, which promotes um, uh, environmentally sustainable growing um, techniques and for, uh, cultivation um, processes. And so that's been going on for about six years now. So we're really proud of that. Um, and um, one of the areas that we are really excited about is our local compassion program. And most recently, we worked with an organization called the Caladrius Network. Um, and what that, what the compassion program does is it provides local cannabis that has been grown, tested, manufactured, distributed, and donated all locally from local cannabis businesses. Um, and when we partnered with the Collagerous Network, it provided cannabis to um, children who have catastrophic illnesses such as epilepsy for free. And we are working on partnering with other local organizations to benefit from this program. Well, those are huge partnerships that, that you've developed. Uh, and so uh, what are some of the additional Cannabis Alliance successes that you have? Well, um, so in addition to our Cannabis uh, Compassion Program, um, we're also really proud of our Get Legit Educational Series, which provides preparation to assist those in uh, permit applicants in securing a local cultivation permit and a state license. So this series includes workshops, support groups, business skills trainings, regenerative farming webinars, as well as a, a mentor and buddy program, all to provide the education for people who are getting legit in the cannabis industry. And how, how would you say that um, that's changed in the last, um, well, six years since, since you've been doing this? Are people interested in, in finding out what it takes is, is, is that has a tide turned to get legit. Absolutely, where the interest is continuing to grow. So, and what would you say some of the current challenges continue to be? Well, the cannabis industry certainly is an is a industry that is overregulated on many different levels. Um, there's also extremely high taxes. Um, and it's an ever-changing market. Um, we really are just, you know, kind of uh, uh, imagining what's going to happen with federal legalization as well as when international borders open. So there's a lot of unknowns right now. 
But um, one of the biggest challenges is on the federal level. Cannabis still needs to be deregulated and, and er, er, legalized. And the impacts of this are so significant as we think about lack of access to banking. This is incredibly monumental for cannabis businesses that do not have access to traditional capital and really rely on their yearly harvest to um, support the business more than ever. Um, traditional loans are not are not common with the cannabis industry. Diana, are there alliances like this in other counties? Is, are there similar organizations as to what you've developed here? Yes, there are. And we actually partner with um, other trade associations in what we call legacy cannabis producing areas. So we partner as a sister organization with the Mendocino Cannabis Alliance, the Trinity Cannabis Alliance, Big Sur Farmers Association, Sonoma County Growers Alliance, and Humboldt County Growers Alliance. All that are promoting the small cannabis farmers in their respective uh, regions. And that all of these regions are known as areas where cannabis has historically been produced uh, been, or been cultivated for um, generations. And how do you envision the work that you are doing changing in the next decade? It's changed an awful lot since you started at the Alliance. And how can you, what would you predict in the next 10 years? Well, federal legalization is definitely a big unknown um, and how that will affect our local industry. But right now, we're really um, uh, looking to help prepare the local industry for adapting to a changing market and also local economic resilience. So what, what does it look like for our local cannabis industry to be partnering with our local craft food movement, our local farming movement? How do we create opportunities together, there are various craft industries here in the county to support long-term economic sustainability? So whether that looks like working together to promote tourism or agro-tourism, um, I think those are all opportunities for the future. You are listening to The Sages Among Us on KVMR. I'm Lori Burkhart-Frank, and I'm talking to Diana Gamson, co-founder and executive director of the Nevada County Cannabis Alliance. Diana, as you talk about the economics of cannabis, I know you're also a member of the Economic Resource Council. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. I've been a board member of the Economic Resource Council for maybe about two or three years now, and prior to that, I, I attended uh, meetings as, as a member of the public, and really my interest there is, number one, destigmatizing cannabis alongside all of our other industries here in Nevada County, but also looking for ways to, uh, through cannabis, to support rural economic growth through attracting jobs and, you know, increasing tax revenue um, here locally. Yeah, and I, I um, have. It, it's fascinating to me that uh, the work that you are doing to be part of that uh, important organization in our community, and it's a you know ha to have a seat at that table is recognition of just the value of the, each sector that's brought to that table. Yes, I agree. Thank you. And so beyond what the work that you're doing with is cannabis, um, what are some of your personal creative outlets? What do you enjoy doing when you're not working so hard on policy and, and the workshops that you're doing and all the other work that you do? What are some of your creative outlets? 
Well, um, in the past couple of years, I've gotten into creating stained glass art, and that's been a really um, inspiring creative outlet. Do you do that in your home? I do. do you yes. A place to work on that. And what about yes. some outside activities? I know that uh, that sounded like you really do enjoy this community and some of the activities that are available to us here. For sure. I love uh, whitewater rafting, um, dancing to live music, um, adventuring to far-off corners um, with my partner and our three dogs. Um, I really enjoyed recently jumping on the trampoline with my 90-pound puppy. He really likes jumping on the trampoline, so that's been a lot of joy. And just the simple things, just just simple activities that bring joy. So what kind of puppy is it that jumps on the trampoline with you? Oh, he's a Pyrenees, Akbash, and Anatolian shepherd that we got him at the start of COVID, and now he's 90 pounds, and he's oh he's my, fun. <laughs> oh that's yeah. a, uh, that's a fun image to think of him jumping on the trampoline with you. That's very cute. So what <laughs> other ways are you uh, involved in the community? Well, I really enjoy participating in local community events. I think. Um, the Circle River Cleanup is one that I enjoy every year. We usually have a, a really big crew of Nevada County Cannabis Alliance members that get together and take different sections of the, of the river to clean up, and that's a lot of fun. And, of course, being a, a board member of the ERC has, has been really fulfilling. And um, I, I'd really like to start directing some more effort to help inspiring young people to get involved in local politics. So really letting people know that they can make a difference by joining local boards, commissions, city council, um, the impacts of being engaged in local politics. And that does seem like such a calling that you've shared throughout your growing up. I, I want to ask an, another question about uh, cannabis just to get a little bit better understanding of uh, what, what is there a description you can can share with us of what a, a cannabis farmer's uh, business looks like and, and what would make draw them into that? Because I think there might be some misperception and, and uh, some of your, your members might be different than what a lot of folks who aren't involved in the alliance uh, would, would expect. Yeah, thanks for that. I, I think that, you know, when you look at the majority of our, our members, you'll see that they are they're homesteaders. They're people that have families. They're people that care about growing food next to their cannabis, raising animals, um, people, farmers that build their own soil, that compost, that are engaged in activities beyond cannabis farming. They are engaged in local nonprofits, support local nonprofits. Um, and so our, our, our cannabis farmers really care about our community. They are our community. They are our neighbors. Um, and so I think, yeah, that, that really showcases who our farmers are. Um, and they've gone through a lot to become legit. Um, the regulations are, are not a walk in the park. Um, and so I really admire our farmers who are our legal farmers. And so what is something that you value most about our community that makes you want to continue to live here? 
Um, I think that it is the familiar faces that I see around town. It is knowing where my food comes from, who grows it, um, and that we live in a community where we really do look out for one another. Have you noticed that has COVID had um, a, a particular impact on the cannabis industry? I'm, I'm yes. sure that your Get Legit workshops have to be online, and uh, but have you been able to work around that pretty well, or has it had a big impact? Yeah, you know, one of the areas on a, on a more logistical side, it, it, COVID, especially at the start, had some impacts to the local supply chain, um, which caused held up, some holdups with distribution and moving product around the state. But um, another area where it's impacted us is that we really benefit by seeing each other in person. Our events are, have always historically been in person. They sometimes involve potlucks. And that's really where we get together and we share best practices and advice and we support one another. And having to move all of our events online has definitely shifted that, especially for the new farmers that are coming in this year. Um, It's it, it sort of um, restrained the ability to build those connections, which are so important um, for the, the support of people who are um, going through the process of getting legit. Well, you seem like you've done an amazing job of adapting to ever-changing situations and uh, ever-changing regulations, and it is impressive the work that uh, the Cannabis Alliance has done and, and the partnerships that you focus on in your organization. Thank you. Well, my last question here uh, in the last couple minutes that we have is if you had a power to wave a magic wand to improve something in our community or a way to solve a problem that we have in our community, is there something that you'd love to see happen in our community? I love that question. Um, I, I think that my efforts and where I'd like to, to focus on some of these areas, in some of this area would be on improving our rural economic development. So how can we create opportunities to promote um, agritourism, to promote our local food movement, take our, promote our arts and cultures, our local makers, and of course our, our craft cannabis that, that's produced here. So making, getting Nevada County on the same playing field as the Hudson Valley in New York or the Berkshires in Western Massachusetts, Sonoma, Point Reyes, that really showcases the uniqueness of our rural community, um, seeing young businesses flourish, um, highlighting, I just cannot wait for all of our outdoor cultural events to come back and music. Um, we are so alive here in Nevada County, and um, I, I think that we deserve to be up there with all these other uh, flourishing um, rural communities. Well, Diana, thank you so much for all that you do in this community and the the work and the, and the building community building that that you provide. Are there any last thoughts that you have in terms of what you want our listeners to know about cannabis? Um, well, I would say that if anybody has questions about resources to get legit or questions about the industry to Feel free to email us or contact us at info at nccannabisalliance.org, and we are here to help support. And could you say that website one more time? I know it's a really nice website. 
Um, well, our website is um, nccannabisalliance.org, and our email is info at nccannabisalliance.org, and we are also on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you for joining us, Diana. And you, my guest tonight is Diana Gamson, co-founder and executive director of Nevada County Cannabis Alliance. The purpose of this show is to inspire and invite people to participate in the betterment of our community. Discover how you can make a difference by tuning in Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. 